Welcome to our podcast. We're going to explore today some of the relevant words of Jesus Christ in Scripture to my life, to your life. So enjoy the message. Well, putting faith over fear, that's definitely what I'm trying to do right now. Um, and I want to share a story from Daniel, obviously, about that gives us an example of putting faith over fear. Daniel 3 is a very well-known passage. It opens by telling us about a golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar built. It's about 60 cubits tall, which is about 90 feet, and it stood on a plane. For this idol's dedication, the king called for everyone who worked in the government throughout the whole kingdom to come and worship it. When the music pl played, all had to bow down. No exceptions. This is where things got complicated for Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They served the one true God. They couldn't bow down to this statue. But you see, there was a penalty for not worshiping it. If you didn't bow down to this golden image, you were going to be cast into a furnace. In fact, as Daniel wrote down this story, he took the liberty to be even kind of redundant. This is not just a furnace. This is, quote, a burning, fiery furnace. When I was younger, my friends and I went through several would-you-rather phases. Would you rather be invisible or be able to fly? Would you rather be someone else or just be you? However, my cousin was obsessed with one question in particular. Would you rather die in a fire or in a, or in a tsunami? I've never been able to answer that question. Both sound equally terrible. These three friends were faced with their own would you rather question. Would they rather die in a fire or live? Sometimes I think it's harder to do what God asks you to do when Satan offers you a way out. In the midst of their fear, they must have thought up a million excuses. God, just this once. You wouldn't want us to die, would you? Look, we've got it all planned out. We bow down to the idol, we survive, and then we ask for forgiveness. Besides, bowing down doesn't mean we believe in it. It's just a statue, nothing divine about it. We'd still believe in you. And yet, as the ceremony arrived and started, we're told that a group of Chaldeans came to the king with an accusation. They say in verse 12, these men, which are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Upon hearing this, Nebuchadnezzar was furious. When the three friends were brought before him, he lashed out in anger in verses 14 and 15. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, then good! But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? 
I wonder what went through their heads at this point. They had another chance. They had a way out. But they knew another way out. In verses 16 and 18, they answer saying, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if, you do, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. While everyone around thought they were sealing their fate to a terrible death, these three friends were actually deciding to leave their fate in God's hands. They were choosing to rely on their faith rather than any fears they had. And they held on to, to their faith as the fiery furnace was heated seven times hotter. They held on when ropes were bound around their hands and feet and when they were thrown into the fire. Imagine their awe as they hit the ground of the burning fire furnace, only to realize they were still alive. Imagine the ropes disintegrating off their hands and feet, while at the same time, their skin and hair wasn't being burned, not even their clothes. Best, best of all, just had to, be, to realize that Jesus himself was there with them. It was proof that they had made the right choice put their faith over their fear. And they weren't the only ones in awe. Verses 25 and 26 say, Look, Nebuchadnezzar answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. The outcome turned out so much better than anything they could have imagined. Like the king said in verse 29, there is no God who can deliver like this. And I'm sure these three friends couldn't agree more. Now you might be thinking, Amber, write this story. It isn't even about Daniel. Well, I like to think that Daniel had an influence on his three friends' spiritual lives. Or maybe even it was the other way around. Maybe their love for God impacted Daniel so that he became the great godly man we know him to have been. Either way, the book of Daniel shows us time and time again how these people put their faith over their fear. They are constantly reflecting our scripture for today, which is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you so very much, Amber. Thank you, Patricia, and thank you, Pastor Carol, for leading us to this particular moment. This moment when we are encouraging you to choose faith over fear. Now, you may be saying, well, they've been talking to the kids, and we have been. And, and if I follow my pal, Nat King Cole, he says that uh, you are a kid from ages 1 all the way to 92. 
So if you fall inside of that age range, guess what? We are speaking with you as well. And if you happen to be over that 92, right, and older, um, we want to say you're just an experienced kid. Just more experienced than all the others. But here's the idea. We already addressed that life is full of challenges and it can cause fear and it can cause anxiety. And right now what we want to do is talk about how. How exactly can we stand on this promise that God gave us in Isaiah 41, verse 10, when he says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. It continues, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, I know most of you know this already, but, but the Bible has the word fear in it about 365 times. And we're encouraged those 365 times to not be afraid. How interesting, right? Because last time I checked in our calendar, we have 365 days. Unless it's a leap year. In which case, for that one, you can just be thankful for what God has done. But the idea is this. We are encouraged to not be fearful. So, so what I came up with is for a very easy way to be able to choose faith over fear. And we're going to do this by applying ABCs. That's right, ABCs. We're going to talk about the ABCs of how to choose faith over fear. But before I, I get there, I want to talk a little bit about this whole idea of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm reading from the New International Version in case it's not matching what you're reading. In Hebrews 11, we're told about faith. And here's the idea. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. See. So here's the thing about fear. Fear is caused oftentimes when we are in danger or we expect to be in danger. What causes anxiety sometimes are the unknown. It's the fact that we just experienced a loss. And the idea is we can become fearful. But God wants us to remember that He is always with us so we don't have to be afraid. So what is the A? The A talks about acknowledging. A stands for acknowledge. Acknowledge what the fear is. Acknowledge what is causing that anxiety. Take a moment and pause, think about it, reflect. What exactly is causing my fear? And when you acknowledge it, we can name what that fear is. When we name what the fear is, we can actually address it. We can actually do something about it. So it is of utmost importance for us to be able to, A, acknowledge the fear. Now, I'm going to use a, a very popular acronym for the word fear, okay? So follow me. Here it is. Fear, the letter F, stands for false. The F in fear stands for false. The E in fear stands for evidence. So, so far we have false and we have evidence. The A stands for appearing. It is the appearance of, okay? So we have a false evidence appearing, and the R stands for real. 
So the truth is, all fear is, it is a false evidence appearing real. For instance, when I was a kid, I don't know if you had this situation, I was afraid of the dark. I just had a feeling that if it was dark, something bad was going to happen to me. Until I realized that, you know, the dark is just the absence of light. There's nothing to really be afraid of when you're in the dark. But the idea is this. It is a false evidence of being real. And when we stop, okay, to acknowledge and to name what is causing that fear, then we can face it with God's help. So the A is acknowledge. The B is believe. What? You're probably wondering, what on earth is this guy doing with his pants? It's just I wanted you to see my socks. Because my socks say, believe. And that is the B in being, being able to overcome or choose faith over fear. You have to believe. You have to believe that God's word is true. You have to believe that God will see you through again like he did the last time you were afraid. Oh, come on, dear ones. You have to be as excited as I am. The idea is this. Has God brought you through some challenging times before? Okay, has God seen you through times? Thank you, lion. You can come with me. When we, I'm going to address the lion here in a little bit. But the idea is, have you experienced those times when you thought you just weren't going to make it through? Are you still here? Can you tell the story? So the idea is we have to believe. We have to believe that the same God that operated yesterday will operate again today. So it's all about what you're putting into your minds. What are we putting into our minds? If we take the time to fill ourselves with the word of God and stand on a word of God, or thus saith the Lord, we too will overcome. Jesus gave us the perfect example, right? When he was tempted by the enemy, what did he tell him? Thus saith what? The Lord, the Word of God says, this is what we have to fill ourselves with in order to be able to believe. It's not just going to happen. But God has shown us. He has given us the evidence that He is with us and He is greater than He who is in the world. So A, acknowledge the fear. B, believe that God's Word is true. And then C, the C stands for confront. Confront that fear. We're told in 1 Peter chapter 5. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. And this is why, I mean, we're talking about Daniel, and I'll, I'll talk about this line here in a moment. But here's the deal. In 1 Peter chapter 5, we're going to start particularly here in verse number 7. You have to believe this, dear ones. We ought to cast all of our anxiety on him, God, because he, God, cares for us. Oh, man, you guys. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for us. Amen. How good is it to know that the creator of the universe cares for you? It doesn't matter what you're going through. He is there, and he says, I love you so much that I want to see you through this. I don't know what, you, what challenge you came in here with. I don't know what the struggle is. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the loss was. But I want to guarantee you this. God is for you. And if he is with you, who can be against you? 
So you have to believe and cast those cares on him. Because he continues. He says, be self-controlled and alert. This is where we're getting to the whole confronting part. Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, now let me share you something about this. When I was a kid, I believed that the devil was really walking around like a lion ready to swallow me up. I just took it literally. But the idea is this. If you read what the word is saying is he's roaring. You know lions roar to cast fear on their prey. When the prey becomes fearful, they tend to run away from the pack. When they run away from the pack, they are an easier prey. So what Satan is trying to do, dear ones, if I use that illustration correctly, is to instill fear in us so we can run away from the pack. Run away from walking with God. Maybe run away from your own church community. Mercy. Because what Satan is trying to do is cause you to be alone. Because when we are alone, we are an easier prey. We are more susceptible to his wiles or his challenges. So I encourage you, dear ones, to do what the Word of God says. We continue reading right here in verse number 9. It says, resist him. In other words, confront him. Resist him by standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. This is why the church community is so important. There is no one inside of these four walls and maybe other four walls that are not being challenged by the enemy right now. The enemy is seeking whom he may devour, and if we stray away from the community, we run a greater risk of falling. So I encourage you to not run away. Stand firm. Resist the urge to run. Stand firm on the true word of God and understand that he will see you through. We've been singing these songs all week long. We want the kids to acknowledge. We want the kids to believe. And we want the kids to learn to confront. This is how we get to choose faith over fear. So one of the songs, one of the songs says, stand firm. When life changes, stand firm through the ups and downs. Stand firm for you know that God is in control. Says the storms of life will push and pull, but we're standing on the rock that never rolls. So stand firm on Jesus and dear ones, choose faith over fear. May God bless each and every one.